Take off, you hosers. One thing I said that I would never do A look from you and I would fall from grace And that would wipe the smile right from my face Hello and welcome back to Hosers. This is episode 19. I'm your host, Chris Killingsworth, and joining me as always is Carter Lupel. What's going on, Carter? How's it going, Chris? It's going good. Did I introduce myself as Chris Killingsworth? Yeah. Fuck, dude. I'm always, like, so nervous I'm not going to introduce myself. Anyways. I, I'm Christopher Killingsworth. I don't know your middle name, actually. It's Farrell. Is it actually? What is it? Yeah, it's my mom's maiden name. Farrell. Really? F-A-R-R-E-L-L. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Christopher Farrell Killingsworth. Nice. You are C- pretty Farrell. CFK. There you um, go. Or KFC backwards. <laughs> or... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, just CFK, KFC, CK. Chrissy and I were in amazement that KFC is, like, still people's choice. Like, when they have all of the other things that they can go eat, that that's like, you know, I'm going to go do Mm -hmm. this. I don't think that's that weird, to be honest. But they're the same type of people that are like, you know what, I can't start my day without my McGriddle and hash brown. Yeah, like, for me... The thing is, is KFC, like, KFC is not as common. Like, is there a KFC in Whippy? I guess that's true, yeah. It's in Oshawa, isn't it? Yeah. But you guys have Starburger. If I lived as close to Starburger as you guys do, you guys would be have to fucking wheel me down the street. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be 700 pounds. You think I'm fucking joking, man. Chicken sandwich on a bun? That's, mm. like, my go-to. But anyway, um... Yeah, where were, what were we talking about? We can get into hockey later. It's the off season. That's true. Um, we were talking about KFC, but yeah, like for me, KFCs of the like if I'm getting chicken, I'm probably not going to KFC. We've talked about this before. I'll probably go to Popeyes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's one one rule, and it's a bit of a big rule, but I don't care. I'll just tell you what's up. KFCs with the Taco Bell, that is a game changer. Oh, yeah. I'm in the same building under the same roof? Well, it is. It's usually like the one up on Bayfield up the street here. Not only is the drive through just absolute dog shit because they take so fucking long to make your orders. Today was a good day, but when I got home, I was feeling a bit drained, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a coffee, and I've just been crushing coffee for the last two hours, so I'm a little fired up here. The hazelnut Keurig? No, it's actually, uh, you know what? I'll tell you, but then I, I want to make my point about KFC. So this coffee here, I know <laughs> we got a lot of funny feedback about ASMRing things, so let's see if I can do this without spilling anything on my Mac. <laughs> there you go. It's like you actually tasted it. That's, uh, a, good, that's a good coffee. That's a good pickle. <laughs> uh, Robin... A few years ago, got me this uh, coffee that's uh, peanut but peanut butter cup flavored. Holy shit! It doesn't even really taste like peanut butter cup unless it's black. But I don't like black coffee, so I put a little bit of vanilla almond milk in it, 
and it's a game changer. But anyways, I've been drinking that for a while. The point mental. that I the point that I was trying to make was that um, the KFC Taco Bell is a good idea because here's my go to if I'm going there. I'll get a small popcorn chicken, little appetizer, yeah. and then then I'll have two chili cheese burritos, no fries, no drink, no dessert. Just those three items. How do you eat that without a drink? I'll just go home and have a water. I'm not like really a big fountain pop guy. Yeah. So by the time I get home, you know, I'm feeling pretty parched. I'll have a, a big glass of water when I get home and I'm good. But the one over on Bayfield Street's brutal. They're always busy. You can never like really like get in and out in a reasonable amount of time. So much so, this is a little bit of a dick move. I don't care. I'm just going to tell you what I do. Sometimes if the drive through is taking too long, I'll just get out of the drive through line and go across the street to Burger King and get a veggie burger. <laughs> and I don't care. Like, I'm not even joking. I know it's like, oh, Chris, you're overreacting. And I might be. But 20 minutes in a drive through is a very long time to get that food. Don't oh, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. But for, what's for your... KFC, you're already making a bad decision. And then you have to right. wait, wait and think about it for 20 minutes until you right. get it. And I think I shared this on the episode where we had Danny on and we were talking about fast food. But the thing about eating KFC, which is the reason I won't do it very often, is I don't know the exact price. Let's just say that popcorn chicken and two chili cheese burritos is, let's call it 12 bucks. Yeah. I'm essentially paying $12 to take a shit an hour and a half after I eat it. <laughs> as it as it went in. Like, as soon as it goes, it goes in, my body's like, nope. <laughs> filtering it through and I know that's TMI and I'm sorry guys but this is a problem I have I was actually having this conversation recently where I have a hard time going to get food somewhere if I know it's just going to come in and out it was us having this conversation what were we talking about I can't remember what brought it up I think we were justifying spending $60 at Eastside Mario's yeah which is pretty reasonable like for dinner for a group of like two or three people but yeah, no, Eastside Mario's usually, I'm okay, but I, oh no, I know what it was. We were talking about, did we talk about it on the show? We were talking about my experience at the Cheesecake Factory. Oh yeah. Where I came home and like almost had an accident in my car. And I don't mean crashing my car, I mean shitting my pants. Oh my God. Is that, we talked about it. I'm pretty sure we talked about it before. Yeah, I can't remember if it was the podcast or like just you and I. Just you and, you and me hanging out. You know, we do it so much, sometimes it just blends together. But uh, anyways, that's, that's, my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. There what you would go. you, if you had to go to KFC Taco Bell, just so we can put a wrap on this topic and move on, what would you get? Um, both in one building. I can order from both places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not... Like, whatever you want. You can get whatever you want. Uh, ideal world, um, pop a large popcorn chicken with a Crunchwrap Supreme. Okay. And are you a mild, medium, hot, or... Hot. Hot, hot guy. Okay. Yeah. You are a hot guy. I would agree with that. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, listen. I got a couple things I got to get off my chest real quick before we get into some hockey talk. Let's hear it. Um... I really, really underestimated how difficult it is to talk about free agency in a single episode. Yeah, it's, this is episode three. Episode three of free agency. Um, and Carlson uh, still isn't dealt. 
and he still hasn't been dealt yet, so that's fine. But I remember putting the show notes together for free agency. I was like, 31 teams and maybe a little bit of talk about Seattle. I don't know why, but that was in my notes. 60 minutes, that seems about Yeah, like there was absolutely no way it was going to happen. And when I listened back to the first episode and the second episode with our friend Tim, I was just like, there's absolutely no way we were going to get through it. So we're going to try and get through as much as we can, but I'm going to own that. I said that we could handle it, and obviously we couldn't do that. Hi, Chrissy. He says hi, Chrissy. Hi. (laughs) She's making her appearances uh, as, you know, has happened the last few episodes. But anyways, um, the second thing I wanted to talk about really quick is I wanted to say thanks to our friend Tim. Tim was originally going to record all of the episodes with us, uh, but we weren't going to be able to put out an episode this week unless it was just Carter and I. So uh, to our friend Tim, thank you. You did a great job for episode one and two, but uh, we got to find a way to grind out the rest of free agency. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just going to be me and Tim yelling about, like, if anti-ranta is the real deal. And, you know, (laughs) can only do that for so long. Um, And then last but not least, I want to thank everybody for listening to some of the technical difficulty that we had last episode. I know that my voice was echoing on Tim's track and a couple of people pointed that out. I'm sorry. I don't like to listen to my voice nearly as much as people think that I might. So I apologize for uh, the way that that sounded. That wasn't my intention. (laughs) Just putting double, double track on Chris's voice, extra reverb. No, I tried to edit it out, and I'll be honest, when I was editing the track, I was at my cottage, and I was pretty, like, I was drunk. I'll be honest. (laughs) I had been drinking, and I was like, got to get this episode out, and I was just (laughs) having a hell of a time with it. Hanging Um, off the side of your boat with the MacBook? No, man. We uh, we have a pontoon boat, so it doesn't go very fast, but... Oh, nice. Yeah, and you're not allowed to drink on the boat. You know, there's a, a thing that you say... Do you know what it is? Beer on the water, beer on the pier. Uh, yeah, something beer on the pier. I can't remember. It's water on the water, beer on the pier. Water on the water, beer on the pier, whatever. So I I made the joke when Chrissy and I were out on a boat last, and I said, you know what they say, beer on the water, beer on the pier, and no one got the joke because they haven't heard the saying. Yeah, my dad said it a couple of times. But, oh my God, I'm just looking out the window. I've like moved my setup for when we record the show so I can look out the window and do a little bit of people watching. And there's legitimately a little kid running around. It's pissing rain in Barrie right now. And he's running around in like a yellow, like rain jacket and yellow boots a la the movie It. I was about to say, is someone going to call him down a drainage hole? Come on down here, Georgie. (laughs) Oh my god, my cat's freaking out. She doesn't like when I do that voice. <laughs> the human furnace is under there. Calling yeah. Under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that one's for Tim for not being here. Hey, get under here. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm if a giant, well, not a giant clown, I guess he's still a little clown at that part in the movie, but if a kid gets his arm bitten off on my watch, I have an, an alibi. I was busy recording the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, moving forward, let's talk about some hockey. We got our 12 minutes of just random nonsense out of the way. Um, First off, 
I know we landed on the New York Islanders and there's some stuff that's happened with other teams that we've already talked about, but let's talk about the Islanders. And uh, before we get started on that, yes, we are going to talk about John Tavares. Just want to make sure everybody's been warned. I know that's sensitive for some people in the show notes. I will uh, include when we started and ended our discussion on John. Uh, Just, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings at this point. Um, (laughs) Moving forward, so uh, I'll get started. We'll look at the, uh, the some of the signings that they had. Uh, most recently, on July 23rd, was yesterday, Brock Nelson signed a one-year deal for $4.25 million. Um, I actually, of their deals, I know that that one um, went to, it either went to arbitration or it just barely was, you know, kind of sorted out prior to the arbitration process starting. But one year at 4.25. I feel like Brock Nelson's probably going to slot in as their second line center. Uh, I got to imagine that Matt Barzal will play um, first line center. And then, um, yeah, this seems to me like a show me year for Brock Nelson. One year, 4.25. Did you have any thoughts around, uh, obviously the term isn't really too much of anything, but I think that if he does well this year, he could justify getting a bigger ticket next year. What were your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Especially like at that price, like for one year, they're definitely investing some sort of momentum in him. Yeah. Um, And that is like kind of his make it or break it year. Like he's been with them since 2014 and for them to kind of offer, not offer him like any type of lengthy extension, it's like shit or get off the pot. Like, yeah, it's either like you do something for us now or um, we're going to send you back home. Yeah, and I think for him, something you need to think about with Brock Nelson in particular is that their center depth is is you know obviously a little bit more challenged with Tavares leaving the picture there, uh, but I think he's going to get a lot of time, uh, probably some some PK. I, I believe he kills penalties for the Islanders, and then he'll have some time on the power play as well. I would imagine. Um, I'm going to make sure that we skip over some of the people we don't really care about, but uh, Ryan Pollock was one that. Uh, was one that I was excited about. He's a guy who's been spending a lot of time in the uh, AHL with the Sound Tigers. Um, he got a two-year contract, two mil a year for a total of four million. Um, I like him a lot. He's got a bomb on the power play. Um, he had a pretty decent year last year, uh, putting up more goals than he had done um, before, which I know sounds kind of ridiculous, but for a guy like him, who you know spends a lot of time on the power play saw a lot of highlights of him this past year getting involved in the rush um i don't know if i'd call him an offensive defenseman but he can power play or sorry um he can um what's that position called in football where you have the ball and you throw it to the guy quarterback quarterback (laughs) there you go he can quarterback a power play uh which is pretty cool for them um did you see very much of of ryan pollock the last couple of years carter is he kind of an unknown guy to you unknown to me for sure yeah, he's a guy that I was kind of hoping the Leafs would target at some point. He's a right-handed defenseman that I think was, um, I wouldn't say buried down the depth chart or anything. I just didn't feel like he was really getting a shot. Um, he'll play for them this year, obviously, because their right side is pretty weak. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, we have Ross Johnson, who's so random. Four-year contract, $1 million a year. Yeah. The guy's a plug. He fucking sucks. Like, he's not even... Like, yeah, I mean, he he's... played 20 games last year? 
something like that. He the only thing I remember from him is he had a video where he was like antagonizing Rich Clune on the Toronto Marlies, and then he ended up getting a penalty for it. And he was trying to fight Clune, and Clune just skated off, and they got a power play and scored. So, kind of a weird signing. I don't know if they're gambling on him like becoming like a half decent bottom six guy. Um, I'm just not seeing a lot there. Um, good yeah. for him. He's getting paid four million. Uh, you know, over the course of four years, like good for him. It's more money than I'll probably ever see in my life. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it was really puzzling. Now, do you know who Jan Kovar is? Is that a name that you've ever heard of before? No, but one year at two million, he's got to be something. Yeah. So Jan Kovar is a, a guy who's played in the KHL. He's originally from the where is he from i think he's czech Czech yeah from the czech republic so he uh he's a a player who's who's never played in the uh, in the nhl before um he played in the czech extra liga and then i know he went to uh, a team in the khl so do you want to see if i can pronounce this team um i was just looking at it this looks pretty wild okay let me give it a go medalurg magnitogorsk um, let me let me see. Do you want to try pronouncing it? Metallurg Magnetogorsk. That sounds Magneto. Metal Magneto. Metal Magnetogorsk. Their logo is pretty cool, but that's in an uh, area of Russia called Chelyabinsk Oblast. Man, we should do a whole episode of us just trying to pronounce teams in other areas <laughs> of the world. But anyways, uh half decent he's a year younger than i am i think he's the same age as you yeah i was gonna um, say he's old he's thick with two c's he's 5 11 216 he's wide um wow. but he's a centerman as well so um who knows yeah i gotta imagine that he'll play in their top nine but just looking at his career totals um in 24 uh let's look at 24 14 2015 he had uh, 68 points in 60 games 24 oh, wow. goals 44 assists he it looks like he puts up at least 20 goals a year the last four or five years with Magnitogorsk. yeah i uh, just like a, saying that name bit of a drop off this year yeah last year 54 games 35 points uh looks like he was passing the puck more than he was shooting the puck <laughs> um maybe that but comes yeah. with age though right but yeah, I know his Wikipedia photo has him drinking a beer, so fuck yeah, that's cool. Um, um, <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. He wore my number. What number is that? 69? <laughs> I don't I, think I, you can wear 420 on the back of a jersey, that's all. And Barry, you could. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could. No, 43. Oh, nice. Nazem Kadri. Don't. I know, I know you're not a fan. But anyways, uh, for a guy who's relatively unknown, I remember there were rumors about the Canadians looking at him a few years ago, or maybe even as recently as the last couple of years. But a yeah. um, couple of other quick ones before we move on. Robin Leonard, one year, $1.5 million. Um, that seems like a show-me deal if I've ever saw one. Uh, Robin Leonard is like, he's a problematic character. He's got yeah. some interesting political views. <laughs> um, 
But, uh, and he's also That's like s- super tatted up, which that part about him I think is cool, but the political views I could live without. Um, 1.5 million. That'll be can't interesting. Can't trust the Swedes, right? What's that? Can't trust the Swedes, right? No, I love the Swedes. <laughs> uh, Tom Kunackle, one year, 700,000. Who cares? Uh, Thomas Hickey, four years, 2.5 million. Um, I guess that's pretty good for them. They're going to need to be able to ice a defensive core, so good thing that one of the players decided to stay there, I guess. They're really invested um, in Hickey, though. He's been there for ages. Yeah, he has. Um, I still would have rather Calvin DeHaan, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to be short and sweet here. I think Leo Komarov got paid. I liked Leo when he was a Leaf. Four yeah. years, $3 million a year for 12 mil. He's getting paid. Um, I don't know how good that deal is going to look two years from now. No. Um, but obviously, Lou likes him. Um, yeah. I like him, too. I don't like him at that much. I'm glad the Leafs didn't give him a contract like that. <laughs> uh, but they also brought back Matt Martin as well. Um, so I honestly have no idea what the Islanders are doing, but it'll be really exciting. I think it's February 28th is the Leafs playing the Islanders uh, in the uh, New York area. I don't know where they play, so it's, you know, ha, they don't have an arena, you know. <laughs> so, okay, that was a pretty bad joke, but whatever. Well, let, let's go. Let's let's get Dan and everyone Jesus. else. Jesus. We wouldn't be able to come back, man. <laughs> First off, if it's happening at the Barclays Center, I'm not paying a ticket you know, for a game that I won't even be able to see because the viewing points are so bad in that theater, <laughs> theater in that arena. Uh, and two, who knows where they're even going to be playing. I know that they're going to be playing um, on Long Island several times this year, but they got to get their, their shit together as far as that goes. Um, let's move on to the Rangers. Um, pretty quick and easy. Uh they didn't really do too much. Frederick Clayson, depth signing, one year, 700000 Jimmy VC got uh, two years at 2.275. From Harvard. From Harvard. <laughs> and then his brother was a Leaf draft pick who ended up getting traded to the Oilers. Oh, really? And Yeah, because his dad was a scout for the Leafs for quite some time. Oh, wow. And I always like subscribe to the idea of the Leafs drafting him because his dad was a scout there, but also as a means to getting Jimmy VC to not sign with Nashville and come to Toronto, <laughs> but whatever. It's weird. Cause there's so much hype about Jimmy VC a few years ago. And I remember I was like kind of bummed that he didn't end up coming to the Leafs and went to the Rangers, but yeah, well, he had a, he had a big, like for at least his last two years, like he had 58 points in 37 games and then 46 points in 33 games, like, coming out of Harvard, so. Yeah, I just feel like everybody's kind of cooled on him a little bit. Um, yeah. Like well, like a lot of NCAA free agents, you expect it to be, like, they, they kind of hype it up and people get, like, you know, fired up expecting them to go somewhere. Then he goes to New York. Right. <laughs> but, like, the last two seasons weren't super impressive. His goal totals are decent. 16 goals in 16-17 and 17 in 17-18. But he's never cracked 30 points um, in the NHL. So, I don't know. 2.275 is pretty reasonable for a guy like that, I think. Yeah. So, let's move into the Senators. Oh, here we go. 
there's really not much to talk about here. Except uh, your boy Magnus. Oh, I love Magnus Payarvi. I remember <laughs> when Payarvi came into the league, he was Magnus Payarvi Svensson. Like, his yeah. last name's hyphenated, but it didn't fit on any jerseys. And I was always like, oh, man, imagine having that jersey. It'd be like the longest jersey ever. I can't think of a <laughs> last name that's longer than Payarvi Svensson that's ever even... I don't know. Can you think of one on an NHL jersey longer than that? No, I don't. I, I was like, no, not Lettinen, Not I'm like trying to think of. Yeah, Lettinen's not that long of a last name. It's Anyways, felt weird though. Longest uh, NHL um, jersey. Well, you're name an NHL jersey. Let's see. Uh, former Boston uh, Bruins John Brackenborough. Oh, that's a pretty, especially if it's B-R-A-C-K-E-N and then B-R, sorry, B-O-R-O-U-G-H. Yeah. Is that how you spell it? Yeah, Brackenborough. Yeah, that's long. Uh, Steve Konowalchuk. Oh, Konowalchuk. He played for the Capitals, right? Yeah. Yep, I remember that last um, name. Carlo uh, Kalikovo. Oh, Koliakovo. Oh, there's... I can't believe you botched his name, man. He's a good Toronto boy. I know. Well, it didn't even, like, register. I'm just, like... No, it's all good. There's really not much to talk about with Ottawa. Mike McKenna, who's probably going to be the starter for the the Senators' farm team, Belleville. Um, One year, 700,000. Mike McKenna was incredible in the AHL playoffs. He played for Texas this past year. Um, and he stood on his head. He like basically carried Texas uh, all the way to the finals. Um, so I was excited to see him, uh, you know, at least being able to take care of his family. You know, the salary that he's going to be making, even if he plays in the AHL, is great. And he's been like a, a journeyman goalie throughout the NHL. So good for him. And I yeah. follow him on uh, on Instagram. He seems like a nice guy. So. <laughs> Listen, if you seem nice on Instagram, I'm probably going to say nice things about you on the show. So (laughs) if we move forward through Philadelphia, um, I think the one that stands out big time is JVR going back. Um, What can I say, man? Did I fucking call this like a month ago or? You you called it. Seven million is rich, but I guess they they want it. It's rich, but for goal scoring, I think it's, it's pretty good. I think it makes... Wayne Simmons a bit expendable as well. I'm not the first person to say that, but I think you have two guys that play more or less the exact same role. Although Simmons has a little bit more, a little bit more uh, edge to him. They both do the same part, or not the same part. They play the same role, I guess you'd say, um, on the power play. And uh, yeah, seven million to score goals, man. There's one thing that he does, and that's score goals defensively. I mean, I think it's well documented. He's not a great defensive player, but when you can fill the net, like who gives a shit? You've got other players that can fill that role and make up for your shortcomings. What did you think of the signing? Well, yeah, like he's like just about that narrative, like heading back home, right? Like I think that was the coolest part of it. Um, but other than that, like him, like being so close and like playing with the Leafs you can't help but watch him and enjoy watching him on the ice you know so it'll be interesting to see how he fits in as a flyer yeah Um, the other one sorry go ahead buddy oh no I just and like I loved watching Giroux play on the wing last year yeah it's gonna I'm, I'm excited to watch the Flyers this year 
it'd be interesting to see what they do. I wonder if they continue to have, like, I mean, I don't think they would necessarily need to, but it'd be interesting if they had Giroud on the right wing, Couturier centering that line and JVR on the left wing and put Voracek on a line with Nolan Patrick. That'd be unstoppable. Yeah, it would be gross. Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting for them. Um, I, listen, I love JVR. I've got nothing but good things to say about him. Um, what I will say is that, yeah, you're right. Seven million is rich. Um, and I don't think he was going to get a contract like that on the Leafs. No. Uh, so for him to go back to the team that drafted him, it's a good story, right? Like, I think oh, people absolutely. forget JVR for Luke Shen was like such a fleece, right? Like Luke Shen, <laughs> I know I, uh, <laughs> I stand up for him a lot on the podcast here, but you can't even compare the, the, uh, the quality of player in that trade. Um, and, you know, the, uh, the Leafs hosed. Uh, the Flyers back then, and it's it's kind of a nice story for him to go back um, where he started his career, and you know what, he looks pretty cool in the orange jersey, so I'll give him that. Yeah, he does. Now, one signing with Philly that I, it happened a little bit before free agency was Sam Morin. Um, he got a three-year contract at 700000 It's really weird because Sam Morin, um, well, I guess I have to decide how I'm going to say his name. Morin or Morin? Because he's French, so I'll say it with a little bit of mustard on it. He um, he's a player I always really liked. Um, for those of you guys who don't know him, he obviously plays for the Flyers. Uh, he was drafted 11th overall by the Flower uh, Flowers, the Flyers in Got 2000. A Ramuski, right? Yeah, that's right. So he played on a Ramuski team that had a little known character. You may have heard of him, Frederick Gauthier. <laughs> Uh, they played on the same team, and I watched Frederick Gauthier play a lot because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why are the Leafs drafting him uh, 21st or 23rd, whatever it was overall? So I watched a lot of Ramuski that year, and he played um, pretty well for the Canada U18 team. He played for their U20 team at the World Juniors. And then he's kind of bounced around. Now, I know he's had some injuries. The guy's an absolute monster on skates. He's 6'6", 203. He's a beast. He's got a huge reach, long stick. Kind of reminds me of, uh, like, the reach of Martin Marinson. He is not Martin Marinson, but... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, like a big, tall player that can, you know, they can use their stick in, in dynamic ways. Um, and that's what I liked about him. But, like, if you look at his stats here, they've been pretty underwhelming. He's yeah. not always going to put up points. He's more of a defensive defenseman, uh, you know, if we're going to try and brand them as something. Um, but, yeah, it hasn't been super impressive. And last year, he only played 17 games between the NHL and the AHL with injuries. Yeah. So if a three-year deal at 700000 um, I think it's a little bit more than a show-me deal. Show-me deals are typically, you know, a one- or a two-year deal. It's like, show us what you're worth. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Former 11th overall pick, three years at 700000 Well, maybe they're ready to... I guess invest in him. I'm not sure. It's tough to say because he's like he's not old. He's only 23, right? So yeah, he's able to develop. Like, and he's not super heavy. Like, he's only like 200 and something pounds. Like, yeah, he's he's lean. He's like 205 or something. And like we we're talking about it last episode, like those tall, like skinny defensemen, like their shelf life doesn't really like it, it expires a lot quicker than the smaller wider defensemen do just because of the nature of like how the game's played now right yeah um so 
maybe this is them like investing in their in their instinct with their like former pick like this is his time to not be hurt and maybe skate a bit more than he should or than yeah, he has I think, in the past I think that's the challenge too is that he's not a super mobile defenseman either the skating is I don't know I wouldn't say it's great I feel like it holds him back a little bit but, but that yeah, comes when, with conditioning right like if he if he's thickening up he's building that muscle and then the lateral movement will come he just needs yeah. to make the point of staying on the ice not getting hurt and then developing yeah. what's necessary to be like an impactful player absolutely so let's look at the next little bit here um bear with me a second my cat decided to rub her face on the microphone hey go on yes i know stop you're making it seem like you don't get fed or something relax <laughs> sorry she just gets so worked up when we talk about defensemen that aren't mobile and can't get the puck out of their own zone she just fuck she loses it <laughs> Bench is um, a sucker for lateral movement. She is. You know why? She likes, you know, crisp first pass out of your zone. And listen, if you can't get it even into the... Fuck, I can't talk. If you can't even get it into the neutral zone, then what's the point? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, now she's not saying anything. Uh, anyways, if we move forward to Pittsburgh, there's nothing here that really stood out to me. Derek Grant, depth they guy. Made, they made a lot of little moves. Yeah, a lot of depth moves. The move that did stand out to me, well, there's a couple of them, and maybe for the right or the wrong reason. So first thing I wanted to look at was the uh, Jack Johnson signing. I was just about to say Fuck, it's so bad. Okay, why don't you go ahead on it first, and then I'll add my two cents after. See, I liked watching Jack Johnson play. Like, when he played the U18s for, like, USA, like, he came out of Michigan, um, he kind of... Did he like, play in the NC2A? Played in the NC2A. Yeah, of course he did. I could have fucking guessed. Um, and I liked watching him. Like, he was kind of like an up-and-comer in L.A. And then, like, I, didn't, I honestly, after L.A., didn't, pay, didn't even know he moved to Columbus for this many years, which goes to show how little he did in Columbus. Yeah. And he, like, he, Jack Johnson was one of those guys when he was coming out of the international tournaments that everyone was like watch for Jack Johnson he's gonna be like the next big thing and he just kind of started in the NHL and had a steady decline and I'm honestly surprised that Pittsburgh of all teams with like the hockey mindedness that they have in their organization spent that much money on him and for that long do you think that some of the challenges that he had was with his conditioning like maybe he had just been you know, from like a diet perspective, which as we know is such an important thing for these athletes. Do you think he had just been having too many banana pancakes? <laughs> and when you look at his like defensive pairings, or not even defensive pairings, but do you think for him things just started to feel like they were going upside down and that maybe his relationship with the LA Kings was you know, something that he wanted. Like, maybe they were better together. He was just sitting, waiting, wishing for a better contract. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, we always talk about good people, and sometimes there can be a bit of a breakdown in some of the, you know, relationships along the way. But, you know, the relationship that he started to form with Coach John Chortorella, um, it was rough, man. You know, it was really, really crazy. And... uh You'd expect Tortorella to say, like, listen, man, I got you. I can't have you flaking in your own zone. 
<laughs> I see you out there, and it's like your mind is for sale. You have to reduce, reuse, recycle. Right. And you need to look at your defensive partner, and you guys got to staple it together. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. I went through all of the top 10 Jack Johnson songs, according to Google, and I know some of that didn't sound like it makes sense. Oh, it made total sense. I was trying to work in bubble toes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you can't skate... Can't yeah, fucking backwards. He's got bubble toes. Right. Oh my god. Chrissy, you're gonna love this part of the podcast. <laughs> you like Jack Johnson, right? Like I the do. singer, not the hockey player. Well, I did like the hockey player. I do like the singer. There you go. So if you Google Jack Johnson songs around the time I started laughing, uh, you can see what direction I went in with the song titles. <laughs> Anyways, on to hockey Jack Johnson. I'm kind of excited that he got paid. His parents are like the fucking scum of the earth and sucked away all of his money. And he was in like some pretty bad financial distress because of that. So good for him. He's going to be able to, you know, get some money back. Hopefully be <laughs> able to retire from hockey with a little bit of money. Yeah, well, um, Maybe at 48 years, this is his time to finally grow as a defenseman in that organization. <laughs> I don't think he's... Like, that's the thing, right? He's not that, well, I guess he's old by NHL standards. Um, But you think, like, some of this came from his, just his relationship with Sidney Crosby. Like, do you think Sid was maybe able to put in a good word to to Rutherford and was like, you know, we got to get a guy like Jack Johnson on the blue line? Like, what did you think about that? I don't, like, I honestly stopped watching him in Columbus. I, I stopped mapping his career. Like, yeah. I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you how he plays over the past, like in the past four years. For sure. Well, and I think for him, you know, getting a chance to start new, like it was obvious that he was wasting time in Columbus, Columbus, right? And that's, that's a crying shame. You know, you can't control it and there's no other way for him to turn this around. Um, and you know, kind of get back to, to, to even keel here. Um, and uh, and that's all the reference references I can think of for Jack Johnson right now. Well, I, I really tried to keep it together, but as soon as I realized that you were still going, I went back to the page and added a few more in. That's okay. No, it's um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Pittsburgh's a chance where he can finally like play how we used to play back when he was on Team USA. Yeah, I, I guess we'll see. At the end of the day, like fuck the Penguins. Um, <laughs> Uh, Daniel Sprong is a good player, and I like uh, Malkin. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about the San Jose Sharks. They um, spent a lot of money this offseason. Yeah, it's like they thought that they had a chance of landing Tavares, and they were like, oh, let's <laughs> open up all this cap space then spend it on depth players. Oh, I mean, I shouldn't talk shit, but, like, Logan Couture's deal is pretty good. Eight yeah. by eight. That looks decent. We already talked about Kane's deal back in May. Yeah. Joe Thornton, one year at five mil. I don't like that, but. I don't know, man. The thing is, is like he's going to retire a shark until the wheels fall off. I love Joe Thornton. He's, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer for me. One of the greatest playmakers in NHL history. Um, But he's falling apart a little bit, you know, and that's expected based on his age. But, you know, um, he's got that big that big sale, like slowing him down, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. I did like them re-signing Dylan DeMello. Two years, 900 thou. Pretty good. Thomas Hurdle, that's I thought was a really good deal too. Four years uh, at 5.625. I think they, they did some good moves here. I don't totally understand, you know, why they kept missing out on some of these big free agents that we all kind of thought that they would go after, but... I don't know. Maybe they end up landing a guy like uh, like Carlson or maybe even Panarin, um, and which we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Are you good to move forward to St. Louis? Yeah. Beauty. So St. Louis tied up Joel Edmondson today, one year, three million. Um, it's a pretty good deal. Um, I think he's going to get lost in the uh, in the sauce, if you will. There's just so much stuff going on in the back end. Um and I think if they're able to move on from Jay Bomeister, that Joel Edmondson may be able to take his spot on the left side. But otherwise, I just I don't know how they're going to make that work. Now, if we look at uh, a couple of the other signings that St. Louis had, not a lot of them really stand out too, too much. No, um, Patty Maroon was a good pickup. Yeah, Pat Maroon's a great pickup for them. I think people forget that he had some very, very good years in the last couple of years. Um, I think he's looking for a big ticket. One year at 1.75 is great value on the wing for them. Yeah. Um, Oscar Sundqvist is okay. He's a free agent. I usually target in NHL 18 because he's huge. <laughs> Jordan Nolan, who cares? Robbie Fabry, one year at 9.25. I think that makes sense. I think... Fabry's going to get paid next year yeah. and taking a one-year deal is uh, I think it's wise for him hopefully he doesn't get injured this year he's had a lot of injury problems in his very young career but uh, David Perron back with St. Louis four years uh, times four million 16 mil pretty good deal for Perron do you yeah. like David Perron yeah like I don't know. I haven't followed him much, but never. Uh, yeah. I like him. I, I liked him when he played on St. Louis before, so hopefully he'll have some of the same magic there. Uh, Tyler Bozak, three years, $5 million a year. He got paid too, I suppose, although it's not too much more than he was making last year. What were your thoughts about Bozak going to the Blues? I don't know. The, the Blues, like... They they just made some good moves, I guess. Like that's the Blues made some moves, but uh, no, I don't know. Like picking up uh, Perron, like from the Golden Knights after their season. Obviously, they're gonna get some like good momentum. Bozak is gonna make some waves there, and I think Maroon is great on the wing. So like it's they're gonna be an interesting. They seem to like be kind of a grab bag of different things this year. But I think it's yeah. Like coming off of like their rocky end to last season, I think it'll be interesting to see what they piece together this year, right? Absolutely. Tampa Bay didn't do too too much. They signed uh, Nikita Kucherov to a pretty nice deal, eight years, nine point five mil a year. Yeah. The rest of their moves were more depth signings, uh, but they were able to lock up, um, not free agents, obviously, but they were yeah. able to sign JT Miller to a new deal yeah. and they were able to sign Ryan McDonough to a new deal as well. Um, I don't know what kind of witchcraft Steve Iserman is brewing in Tampa Bay, but if they somehow land Eric Carlson, I think we got to pack it up. 
Like, yeah. I just have no idea how he's making this happen. Um, and I think their philosophy is that they're paying elite players great money and then surrounding them with kind of either depth guys or guys that are still on their ELC, like Braden Point, um, yeah. guys who can make a difference. I just don't know how they're going to be able to keep um, all of those like younger prospects. Like when Braden Point needs to get paid, I hope they have the money to, to sign him. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like... You know, at some point or another, they're going to have to look at trading some of that young depth. What do you think? Yeah, well, it, it's tough. Like, a, a team can only survive so long off of $7 home tickets. Yeah, well, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> like, m- maybe they have a deal with Disney or something, because, like, they're... I'm amazed. They, they have yet to sell out a rink, I don't think. Well, I think they do okay. I mean, I think they do better than the Panthers, but... Panthers yeah. have been a bit of a challenging team the last few years. I'll put yeah. my uh, fan bias aside for the Panthers when I say <laughs> that. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what happens. I mean, the teams uh, in the Atlantic Division who, like, legitimately are, are scary are the Leafs and, and Tampa Bay. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, on the topic of the Toronto Maple Leafs, let's take a quick look at what they did. Andreas Janssen signed one year, seven, uh, 700, sorry, seven, how, how do you say 000. this? I need help. $787,500. Perfect. Sorry, I'm having some arithmetic problem today. You know what, Janssen, you're going to get exactly $787,500. Yeah, I know. Year. They're like, <laughs> you know what? Here's what we're going <laughs> to offer you, Andreas. You're going to get 787.5K. How does that sound? Deal or no deal. But you know what's weird about that contract? It's a two-way contract. So if he starts in the AHL, he's still making sick money. Yeah. um, And he'll be able to come up and play. Another two-way contract that they signed was Freddie the Goat. Yeah. uh, 675K. That's how I'm going to read all the contracts now. I'm not even going to say them. For two years, uh, I don't know, man. I see Freddie topping out as, like, best-case scenario, like, I don't know, third-line center, but he's probably more of, like, a face-off specialist who's not even that good at face-offs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he should, uh, he, he, should, he should be a Ben Smith. Dude, I don't, like, I don't know. I like I like Freddie the GOAT. I have, I have really no problem with him. Um, he set up a sick goal uh, a couple of the, or not a couple of the games, the one game that Thomas and I went to. Um, see, he set up this you, sick goal that Altonen put in uh, in the net at uh, at the end of the game in overtime. See, which you don't was, have a problem with him in the Marley's organization, though. No, but see, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to think of the player who, uh, maybe it'll come to me. He played for Nashville for, oh, uh, Paul Gostad. He was like a, I don't know, pretty reliable um, fourth line center who just won faceoffs and was able to play on the PK. Like if Gochi turned into a player like that, I would be fine with that. I just I don't see it happening. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm holding out for you, Freddie. I want you to do well, but I don't know. Uh, one signing I, I did like, well, there's actually several of them. I really, for the most part, liked all of the Leafs deals here. 
Uh, Tyler Ennis, one year, six hundred fifty thousand. Um, he was bought out by Minnesota um, a couple of months ago. So for a guy like him, getting an opportunity to, um, I don't know, maybe revitalize his career. He's not super old. Uh, smaller guy, but would probably play top nine for the Leafs. Maybe some power play time, although. Hard to say. The Leafs' power play this year, I think, is going to be very different because of all the pieces that moved out. The one I am really excited about is Justin Hall. Um, Justin Hall has been like the best-kept secret on the Marlies the last couple of years. He's a little bit older. He's 26 or 27, um, but he was by far the Marlies' best defenseman in the Calder Cup playoffs. Um, so he got a two-year deal at 675000 University um, of Minnesota, too. There you go. Of course you know that. Uh, Calvin Pickard, one year, 800000 Yeah. Pretty good. Connor Carrick, one year, 1.3. And this guy, John Tavares, seven years, $11 million. <laughs> uh, No, but for real. I don't want to, like, I know there's times where I come off as, like, such a, like, a Leafs homer. Yeah. Like I said the first time I mentioned it, I still feel the same way. Um, that signing was so incredibly important to Toronto. Um, and oh, yeah. they, I think that makes them, other than Tampa Bay, probably the best offensive team in the league. Um, I don't know how any team is going to be able to keep up with Tavares, Matthews, Kadri down the middle. Um, it's it's going to be crazy. I'm really looking forward to it. It's surreal. Like, you see photos of him. Like, I saw a photo on CCM's Instagram, Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, just blown away. I forget that he's a Maple Leaf. It's just surreal. Watching him practice with with Matthews. Oh, my God. It's nuts, man. But it seemed to come out of nowhere. Like, I was almost convinced he was going to San Jose or L.A. Like, I was... Yeah. Well, I don't think he was going to go to L.A. after Kovalchuk signed there. Um, But yeah, definitely. It looked like he might have went to San Jose and by all, I wouldn't say by all accounts, but by several accounts, he was, uh, you know, slated to make quite a bit more money had he gone somewhere else. But it's great that, you know, he was able to uh, put those aside. Yeah. And come home and, and play for the Leafs. And, you know, I'm excited. October can't come soon enough for me. I'm I'm really fired up. Um. Let's take a look at the next team. We got Vancouver. We're wrapping up, man. We're like almost there. Three <laughs> episodes of talking about depth players. Uh, <laughs> so we have uh, Troy Stetcher, who signed two year, two point three two five million. Uh, that's pretty good, I guess. I, I like Troy Stetcher. Um, I know that he was um, on his way to arbitration. So glad that they were able to make that work. Uh, Sven Barchi is a player I really, really like. Um, he had some injury problems last year, but uh, 3.367 for three years. Um, it's a good signing. Do you want to talk about the bad ones, or should I? <laughs> <laughs> like Roussel? Or? Well, Roussel, I didn't. like. It's not a great deal, but I think it makes more sense than Jay Beagle. Do you want to yeah. speak on either of them? No, it's like it's just interesting. Like Roussel, like a... Like, you don't hear, like, too many, like, French-French hockey players, you know? So it's, um, I don't know. I think it's cool. Um, like, he's, I guess, getting out of Dallas. He got out of there at an interesting time. But um, I think, like, they're, 
shittiest pickup was Pouliot, but that's my that's just yeah. my two cents. I I like Pouliot. Um, I think he's like a bit of a reclamation project, if you yeah. can even call it that, from Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> Roussel, I, I mean, Roussel, I guess, makes sense if you want kind of a grittier, like, bottom six, maybe plays, like, up in your lineup a little bit kind of guy. The Jay Beagle contract, like, I just straight up do not understand. Yeah. Uh, four years at $3 million seems a little rich. Um, and I don't know, it was really weird, like, Jim Benning was insinuating that they needed to layer in guys like this with experience, um, like to complement their skill players. And I'm just yeah. thinking, like, why wouldn't you just get more skill players? Like, That's it's a, like, he's a forward, know. and he's like barely cracked 20 points like over the past few seasons. Yeah, and I mean, he played on a pretty stacked Washington team, but I feel like there's so many other, uh, you know bargains let's call them that are even available now like why wouldn't you take a look at shore or um you know you could have taken a a look at a guy like duclair or somebody with a little bit of a higher upside like i get that you need like veteran presence and all that you know intangible stuff that i don't know i I buy into some of it but i don't buy into all of it it just seems like a really weird move to me and um you know, maybe that deal looks okay for the first two years, but uh, I don't know how that deal looks good towards the end. Yeah. And, you know, they, they keep doing this where they're overpaying for guys in free agency, which is, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of the nature of free agency. But yeah. I look at, like, the Louis Erickson contract, and I'm just, I don't know. I don't trust Jim Benning as far as I could throw him. So no, they're going to put themselves deeper into a hole and, like, farther away from the rebuild that we've been hearing about for so long. Yeah, but I mean, Quinn Hughes and Jack Hughes playing together next year, the two brothers. No, I'm just joking. I don't think there's any way Jack Hughes uh, makes his way there. But they're even insinuating that, like, you know, Quinn Hughes is going to make the team next year. Uh, I love Quinn Hughes. I think he's a phenomenal player. Uh, He also plays in the NCAA uh, for Michigan. I love him. He's a great player. I just feel like they're going to rush him. And that's probably not a good idea either. I feel like they got to look at maybe, you know, having a light year this year, like bottoming out maybe towards the end, increase your chance of drafting um, his brother next year first overall. And, and you know, <laughs> then you'll look at it from there. But yeah, just lose this season. Get under 500 and get a good pick. Yeah. Their goalie situation leads me to believe that that could happen um (laughs) let's look at the golden knights so they did a couple cool things and a couple things i like wasn't super keen on we'll go back to july 1st paul stastny three years 6.5 million that's smart um i like stastny a lot the term is pretty good if you're going to pay a guy six five um you know better make it you know a reasonable term and three years i think is reasonable I'm surprised that they didn't take more of a risk on Reeves after the playoff run he had. I mean, two years at 2.7 is is still pretty good for a guy like that. He's more of like a utility player. Yeah. Um, I understand he's not like he's not your top six, but like. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. After his playoff run, they would spend some time investing in Reeves. But that was just my take on it. Yeah, no, that's OK. Uh, William Carrier signed a deal yesterday, two years at seven two five. Uh, Thomas Nosek, one year, uh, nine hundred and sixty-two thousand. Those guys, I see both of them probably starting with the Chicago Wolves next year. 
Uh, the two deals that really stood out to me were uh, Marc Andre Fleury, three years at seven million, um, and then Colin Miller, four years uh, by three point eight seven five million. We'll yeah. start with Fleury. What were some of your? Well, I, I mean, you're a huge fan of the Golden Knights, right? So, what were your <laughs> what were your thoughts on uh, Fleury uh, when and you know making some additional he, cashola? Huge fan, been a fan my whole life of the Golden Knights. Yeah, oh, makes um, sense. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm on the fence because I I personally think investing in Flurry is like investing in thin ice. You know, like if you look at like his track record for staying healthy and everything, it hasn't been like the greatest. He's getting older. Um, well, and you can't put all of it on Flurry's shoulders. Like that whole team didn't show up against the Capitals that last round, but yeah. Flurry definitely didn't show up, and he continued to not show up. Um, and he's supposed to be that shutdown goalie that has that experience. But as we talked about, like he really only has one cup with Pittsburgh. You know, like yeah. I mean, Matt Murray. I think yeah. No, no. I I agree. I think the challenge is is most people don't realize that this extension doesn't kick in not next year but the following year. And that's what I mean. They haven't for a long time. Yeah. And so it's like, I honestly don't think Flurry's going to stay healthy for that long. Especially no, with I how don't either. He's getting and how like intense the game's getting. Like it's only going to get more intense. Guys are getting yeah. bigger, better, stronger, and like he's just he's not going to be able to keep up. So. I, I personally would have liked them to try and invest in Neil and maybe use one of their 800 other goalies that they had at the beginning of the season <laughs> and then go that route, you know? Like, I don't know. I think it was a stupid move investing in Flurry, but that's my hot yeah. take. Yeah, I don't think it's that hot of a take. I think that I would have preferred them... And I don't know, who knows, maybe they look at doing that, but like, I think Subban's a really, really great backup, um, you know, to Marc-Andre Fleury. I'd like to see Subban get into some more games next year. Yeah. Um, But like, I don't know, I always kind of looked at it like Subban was going to be their goalie of the future. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And you're just, you're basically like, like putting a roadblock on his growth by keeping a goalie like Flurry, because you know what they're gonna do is they're just gonna keep using him just because of his name. Yeah. And well, and then he'll get injured, and then they'll scramble around, and they're like, "Who do we have in our uh, in our our prospect pool that's you know seventeen or eighteen years old, and let's see what they can do." But no, it's it's Vegas. They're just gonna take a bet and pick someone from the stands. Like, yeah, nothing. Nothing wrong with that. They'll get, like, the night to come out and just put him in goalie gear. It'd be fine. Um, but what I did like, if, you know, if, if we both kind of agree that we're not crazy about that uh, particular signing, the Colin Miller signing, I think, is such, such a good deal. Yeah, four absolutely. years, 3.875 for a top four right-handed defenseman yeah. who had a great season last year. He had a great season the year before that in Boston. Yeah. That is such a smart move. They lock him up a little bit. They buy some of the UFA years for him. And it was a steal, um, like under $4 million a year for him. Yeah, like, like that's that's stupid. I think that's the best deal um, that they made. But between that and Stastny, like I think those were two smart moves. Um, Nick Holden still don't really get that deal. Two years at 2.2. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of him, but yeah. let's move on to your Washington Capitals. Your 2017-2018 Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, that's true. 
you got to do your announcer voice a little bit better. You want to try that again? Now coming to the podcast, your 2017-2018 Stanley Cup champions. The Toronto Maple... Oh, sorry. No, not 2018-2019. Oh, sorry. I thought you said, yeah, 2018-19. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we were 2017-2018. So let's look at Washington here. This is crazy. So they traded Brooks Orpik and Philip Grubauer to Colorado for Colorado to buy out the rest of Orpik's contract. (laughs) And then he goes back to Washington for a one-year deal, a cool $1 million. Uh... That's hilarious. Like, I think Orpik at best is like a 6'7 guy, but for $1 yeah. million, that's a hell of a lot more affordable. Uh, Madison Bowie, two was years. It, wasn't Orpik around when the NHL started, though? Yes, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> ancient. Fa- He's an old fathers. man. <laughs> He's not that good. Uh, Madison Bowie, two years, $1 million. Love this player. Um, loved watching him in the WHL years ago. Uh, I think, you know, that's a pretty reasonable deal for him. Because, you know, at this point, he's like a younger guy. Um, I think he could be a top four defenseman. Like, uh, I know he played a little bit of that role this past year when there were some injuries uh, for the Caps, but uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, Michael Kempney, four years at 2.5 million. That's a great deal, I think. I think. I don't know. I said it and then I was like, eh, I don't know. He was a healthy scratch for Chicago earlier this year, had a really, really great playoff run and was, you know, at times a shutdown defenseman um, for the Caps. Four years at 2.5 mil. That's pretty good. I think he's doing okay. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly, one year, one million. Good for him. Uh, I like him. He's on, uh, not a fan? Why not? Uh, He was just a shit disturber this playoff run. Yeah, but you're supposed to like that. Yeah, I guess so. Not when you're cheering against. Oh against yeah, them. that's right. You hate Washington because you're a secret Golden no. Knights super fan. No, I nothing like I. I almost cried when Ovechkin lifted up, like when he lifted the cup. I know it was magical. Uh, if you look at John Carlson, he got eight years, eight million, sixty-four mil. It's a lot of money, man. Yeah. Do you that's think that that deal is gonna look good, like three or four years from now? No, like, well... I mean, you know that he got the deal because he can put the puck in the net, right? Yeah, that's about it. Like, I don't know, it's... Because he's, he's your age, or you know, he's my age. Yeah, I just feel like he's very one-dimensional in the way that he plays. I'd like yeah. to see him step up on guys a little bit more. He's like a big boy, and he's, he's more of like an offensively-minded defenseman. You know, great pass, great on the power play. Um, but for that kind of money, I would expect you to be a little bit more defensive. Yeah, well, in eight eight years is a lot. Like, that's that's like investing in Orpic again. Like, it's... Hey, I mean, you can't <laughs> compare. That's a that's a pretty uh, that's a, interesting I'm, way of looking at it. Well, when his contract's done, he'll be as old as Orpic is right now. Like, oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Like, they're like they're gonna bury him in in Washington. Like it's. They're going to trade him away to get bought out for him to come back on a smaller deal. And last but not least, we have Winnipeg. We have a couple of smaller signings. Marco Dano, one year, 800000 Tucker Poolman, which is maybe like the coolest name for a hockey player ever. <laughs> Tucker, Tucker Poolman. 
Tucker Pullman's the kind of guy who shows up at a at a bush party in Midhurst in his parents like Land Rover and he's just crushing beers as soon as he gets out of the car. Well, he's he played in North Dakota, so he's just he drinks bush to and from the games. Yeah, hundred percent. Tucker Pullman has a hundred girlfriends, for sure. That's just Tuck, the kind of name. Tucker was, Pullman was an extra in Joe Dirt too. Tucker Pullman there's a movie about him, right? Tucker Pullman must die. Something. How to lose Tucker Pullman in ten days? Yes, he's. Is he hot? He's so hot. Let's look. Tucker Pullman. Just picture him in a bunch of real tree camo. Oh, like. dude, he's not hot. He's not hot at all. Okay, go to Google Image Search. Okay. Look up Tucker Pullman and look at the fourth photo that comes up. <laughs> yeah. Go down uh, one, two, three, four, five rows to the far right. <laughs> and his USHL jersey? No, the one where he's against the Toyota Winnipeg backdrop and he looks so confused. Oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> no, he's, yeah. hot. he's hot in his North Dakota gear. Yeah, because he's wearing a full cage. You can't even see his mug, man. (laughs) You just, like, it's disturbing to me that you let your, like, like college hockey bias interfere with whether you think someone's hot or not. Well, it's, like, I don't, yeah, it's it's a big bias, but I I feel like it's such a a cool, like, history-rich, like, organization to play in. And, like, it's... It's such a it's such a cool. Th- I I wish I was a part of it. Okay, cool. Well, I do like their jerseys, so I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, what else happened? Brandon Tanev, one year, one point one five. Adam Lowry, three years, two point nine one seven. Another very weird cap hit. Okay, Adam, yeah. we were gonna offer you three, but all we can do is two point nine one seven. Listen, we don't we spend it make, all in one place. Didn't make it as far as we wanted to last year, so <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to take that uh, that eighty three thousand dollar hit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, Hellebuck. Hellebuck. I love how people pronounce his name. I've heard Hellebuck, 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 Hellebuck. I've heard Hellebuck as well. That's a fucking weird one. Anyways, six years by six point one. Seven six million. Sorry, I just burped into the microphone. Do not hold it against me. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a good deal for him, man. Six years at six point one seven six. We had a he's good getting, season. He's getting paid, baby. Maybe they're paying them in oil, so that's why it's all weird. Because they're mm. going, they're going by barrel weight. Well, maybe some of the like the financials are off like they're not rounded up and that's probably because the players have to pay for their own heating and internet there <laughs> um which as you know can get quite expensive yeah um, they have to hire a guy to hold up the like antenna on the roof did i tell you i almost got mugged one time when i was in winnipeg no fuck this is a good story okay we're done talking about free agency can we clap we're done now yeah thank you guys for sticking through it with us holy fuck we're not doing that next year no, we'll just do a recap. Like anybody who made like over ten million in their Carlos, <laughs> then we'll talk about it. Yeah, there's absolutely no fucking way I'm doing that next year. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so this is what happened 
I'm in Winnipeg on tour and we had just finished our set at this, um, I can't even remember what the name of the venue is, but, uh, somebody died there earlier that year. Like they got fucking murdered, which is something that happens in Winnipeg, unfortunately. I mean, it happens everywhere, but it was pretty disturbing when we like get to the venue and they're like, oh yeah, guy got murdered upstairs like a month ago. So anyways, we're playing and uh, there's all I know is that there's a casino right across the street from where we played that I remember. So they told us once the gig is over, like pack your shit up and be on your way uh, because you can't stick around like bands, I guess, had gotten their gear stolen out of their car or their van, whatever they were traveling in. Just like not a great area of Winnipeg. Now, I will say Winnipeg is a beautiful city. My mom was born there. I love Winnipeg, but like most cities, there are areas that are not great um, at a certain time. So anyways, this guy started giving us a hard time outside of the venue and he's like, let me see your guitar. Let me see your guitar. And we're like, nope, sorry, buddy. Like <laughs> it's expensive. And he's like vocals, baby. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I don't take any of that shit into the venue. <laughs> I'm just like, you want my SM58, buddy? You're going to have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> I stole uh, this from the last venue. Good luck getting it. Yeah, me. yeah, exactly. More or less. So. Anyways, he kept saying like this, 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 and this, whatever. So for some reason, I guess he got closer to me and I'm thinking like, all right, guys, this is it. I'm going to fucking die in Winnipeg. And the Jets haven't even come back here yet because they were still in Atlanta (laughs) at the time. Uh, And basically, he took a look at one of my tattoos on my forearm and he's like, dude, that ink is so fucking sick, man. And him and I just talked about tattoos for like 10 minutes and then he like went away. That's, so it was it was know, very strange. It helps with the crazies. It does because they I'm one of I you, I'm one of you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the I only was, time tattoos have ever like really saved my ass that I can think of. Most of the time it's just an awkward talking point. People are like, Oh, um that tattoo that you have on your forearm, like what does it mean? What do all of them mean? <laughs> and I just like I point out like the most obscure one and I'm like, Oh, this bat? <laughs> well, you see, my grandfather was actually a bat, and it's say. a memorial tattoo for him. Come from like, a long line of bats. Yeah, we come from a long line of uh, of uh, you know flying uh, vampire. <laughs> um, I hate it. I fucking hate it, dude. It's actually funny. At work recently, I started wearing short sleeves, and I almost always wore long sleeves any job I've ever had. Not because I'm like ashamed of them. Like I feel like I have nice looking tattoos, but I always felt that people would treat me a little bit differently and I didn't like that when I was younger. And now it's just people are like, oh, I didn't realize that you had so many tattoos. And it's like, yeah, because I don't want to have to explain to everybody that I meet, you know, uh, this is the reason I have this particular piece. Oh, it's the worst. Like, you, so- you get it worse than I do because you look like you just got out of fucking prison. Um, that's, that's what I mean. Like we're, we're like head to toe in them, and we don't like we're the least tough tattooed guys on the planet. Absolutely. And, and like, like this guy came up to me on the street. Well, first off, the work thing. Like I wore shorts for the first time at work like a month ago. Oh man, I can only imagine. And it's just like, yeah, he has some like on his legs too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like all this. To- I'm like, holy shit! So I've only worn shorts a few times at the office since then. 
Dude, but I love it. I was I was on the street the other day, and this guy like, kind of stumbles up to me, like, face tattoos everywhere, no teeth in his mouth, and like like almost like sprints to me like on Spadina. Yeah. And I'm like getting ready to like brace myself. Like, <laughs> just don't touch my face. <laughs> You're like this guy. You probably like bummed a dart off this guy like ten years ago, and you didn't pay him back. And he's like, "You motherfucker! I know those neck tattoos." <laughs> He's like, sick, sick ink, bro. I admire art. I just had to come up and tell you it was sick ink, bro. Holy fuck. And, like, he he honestly looked like he was from Kingston Penn, and I'm profiling. But, like, it was, I thought I was going to die because that's how quick he was coming at me. And he was, like, staring at me in the eyes while he was coming at me. And you know how awkward I am. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I, like, froze and yeah. stood still. I have a hard time with it. Like... It's really weird. I don't even know why we're talking about this on the show. I mean, I know why we got into it, but, like, I like having tattoos, but I hate talking about tattoos. Like, I do not, under any circumstance, enjoy explaining what they mean or why I got them or, you know, the one thing that drives people nuts is sometimes I'll just tell them point blank. I'm like, I got this because I like the way it looked. And they're like, okay, but what does it mean? I'm like... (laughs) What it doesn't it, what does it, it doesn't fucking mean anything what does it I represent said, in your life though i just like the look of it and then yeah. and now i'm gonna like start telling like very elaborate lies as to why i got it so anybody who knows me i've got a pretty prominent piece on my left arm uh on my forearm up my wrist and it is literally a unicorn coming out of a flaming coffin <laughs> that's it and people are like, oh, what, is that? what does that mean? And I'm like, well, it's actually about the death of innocence. And I just want to tell them, I just like the Calgary Flames logo with the flaming horse. And I was like, I also love unicorns. Let's put them together. And my artist is like, what do you want it coming out of? And I'm like, you got an idea for a flaming coffin? Let's do that. I don't need a fucking reason for it. Exactly. Well, for our, our hockey... Our hockey skull tattoos we have to get still. Oh, we'll, we'll get those soon. I think I'm going to get... I've been thinking about it a lot recently. I've got, like, a lot of empty space on the top of my right wrist. I'm thinking of just getting hosers in, like, uh, Comic Sans bold. I'm in. I'm just joking. I'm not doing that font. But... I'll, I'll I th- get that for sure. I don't know if you have any space left, bro. I got... I'm staring at some right now. Okay. We need to get Danimal to get a... A hockey helmet tattoo with us. I think he'll do it. Yeah, he I know he's a. Enough. I know he's a secret badass. We can peer pressure Danimal into anything. <laughs> hey, question: uh, Are we getting new jerseys next year? Did you get the scoop on that? Almost confirmed. So Hoser's, can't wait. You guys stand by for Fleming Knight's new look next year. And for people that want merch, <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't think anybody wants merch, but. We should start selling Fleming Knights gear on our on our like SoundCloud. Absolutely, I, put, I would love that. We can put push it on the sales, there. get our contracts up a bit. A <laughs> uh, couple of quick things I wanted to talk about uh, for the rest of the summer. Now that we finally got over free agency, uh, we're going to look at bringing some guests back on to do season previews 
for certain teams. Uh, so that'll be pretty fun. We're going to be back next week. Uh, I have a couple of guests lined up. I just have to make sure that the timing works for them. So we'll be posting about that in the next little while. So like always, guys, you can like and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud. You can rate and review the podcast and subscribe to it. That's helpful uh, on iTunes as well. You can find us on SoundCloud uh, at soundcloud.com slash listen to hosers. And you can find us in the Apple podcast app, hosers, all caps. I'm sure you'll find it. Put a cool review there. Helps people find the podcast a little bit easier. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back next week. And that's it. Have a good one, guys. Cause it's